So um, as I just mentioned, the, the elders went to Bethel this last week. Bethel Church in Reading is our, um, it's our home, our mother, the mothership. It's um, Bill Johnson, Chris Valton, who are um, some of the, 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 the lead pastors up there. Bill Johnson and, and Chris is his associate. Uh, we've known them for almost 20 years now. They've had a significant place in our lives um, at a time of kind of crushing in my life. Before, right before this church started, I was because I was in relationship with them, they helped me to kind of get restored and, and recharged and believe again that God had... Um, God had some plans for a person like me. We all need that at times in our life. Um, and so that's one of the reasons we are so connected in with them, not only because we're relationally strong over the years, but because we need it. We really need that. And we go up there usually once a year to something called a leader's advance, uh, which is a lot of uh, pastors and um, other spiritual you know, leaders um, of ministries that come together, usually about, I don't know, 800 or so people from a whole lot of nations, maybe 40 nations or something. Pretty special. So we just came back from that, and I asked my elder team if they wanted, elder pastor team, if they had something they wanted to share. Um, and so I am seeing yes, and I'm seeing yes, and yes, and yes. Are you, do you want to share something too, Karina? Oh, all right, you know what? Todd, I'm going to start with you, just because I can. This is Todd Lout. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <clears throat> wow. You guys are so humbling. Uh, um. That made me forget what I was going to say. Oh, this, uh, this, um, we've been doing this at Leaders Advance for so many years that um, it's easy to, uh, you know, time goes really fast and we've got a lot of things on our schedule. We have, we have big trips coming up and things with the youth and, and uh, so it's easy to think, oh, okay, I'll drive up to Beth, drive up to Reading. You know, some people would be like, yeah, but sometimes we get a little lax about it, like, hope this is, you know, I don't know, do we want to, want to go, whatever. Um, uh, and then God is shanghai Me, for sure. I know he's shanghai Krina too. We're going to tell you a funny story about that in a minute, too. But, uh, but, uh, but for me personally, yeah, this is, this is a time where I felt like God just said, hey, son, let me grab your face. I want to get your attention and really pour into you a whole bunch during this thing. Um, Interestingly enough, during worship, this is what I wanted to tell you about what, what was happening to me. I love to worship Jesus. I don't really have a problem <clears throat> with freedom in it normally. Um, but I, I do, uh, I do just like all of us, um, you know, kind of go into little motions and, uh, and um, uh, periods of time where, um, where I let things slip a little bit, especially when I'm in corporate worship, um, not leading. And, uh, and I just kind of try to feel instead of feel, you know, and try to, try to do instead of do and sing and, um, and put my whole heart in it. Um, so worship was starting and I felt that happening already. And I was like, this is good. You know, wow. Bethel worship, you know, and I simply heard Holy Spirit just do some little act of freedom. And so all I did, all I did was. I just put my arm up and I have this, I don't know, you know, we all have like little interesting characteristics about us during worship or when we pray. Like I rock a lot when I pray, you know, um, and worship. <laughs> but a lot of times my hand just starts going like a wheel all my life. It's done this. And, uh, and I started doing that. And that's when everything else just like it, something exploded like a dam in me. And, uh, Oh man, I went so deep that I could barely sing at all, just crying and um, connecting with his heart. God was downloading ideas and songs on me while I'm singing a song that's somebody's leading. You know what I mean? I don't even know how that's possible because I can't do two things at once normally. Uh, but it was him. 
But it happened again and again at a couple more other worship services there. I started off kind of rushing in. I was like, I was in the lobby. Oh, they're starting worship. And I start. And again, it was like, do something. Just do something. I wanted to share that because that's for all of us. Sometimes we just need to step out just a little bit, just a tad bit to do something out of the norm. You know, if you're, if you watch people dance around with flags and you're like, that's so weird, you know, uh, maybe there's some freedom that needs to happen in you in that way. And so you might just need to walk up to the front and just grab a flag and just hold it and see what happens. You know, it's biblical, by the way, that we wave flags. It's all through the Bible. Um, so I just wanted to share that little tidbit. We went to some great leadership classes, leaders, leading how to, learning how to lead leaders, things like that. My goodness, so good. But we, Karina and I wanted to share with you an unusual and very vulnerable, strange, funny story um, that happened there. Um, <laughs> huh? Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Okay, uh, so God, I, I'm gonna. This story is about how God is funny, and God sees us. And sometimes, when we when we have a position of, I really want you to look after me, God, He'll say, "All right then." And I'm gonna do it in ways that make you feel uncomfortable. Um, but I'll back up just a tad. We we had gone to a new coffee shop up there one of the days. Um, that of course the building is owned by Bethel and. Uh, and uh, awesome coffee shop. We bought some coffee. Karina's looking at bags of coffee because I'm a coffee maniac. And um, it was, you know, the coffee was a little costly. And we're like, ah, you know, it's just, we just bought coffee. Let's not buy a bag. But we wanted the bag, you know. So let me put that story there. Um, so, <laughs> so yesterday, um, so, so, you know, they, they provide dinner for you at, um, at a hotel. It's awesome. Some chef cooks your dinner, and you, you go, and they want you to meet people. They want you to sit at a table with people you don't know, and it happened, you know, we've been doing this for years. You used to do it twice a year, and we've met a lot of people, and, but sometimes when you're in just kind of, you're tired, you feel like, I don't want to meet, you know, Kathy and Larry, who pastor a church in Australia, and are like, so what do you guys do, you know? I want to feel like I'm answering questions. We were both kind of feeling that way. And we were thinking, maybe we could get a to-go box or something, you know? <laughs> uh, so, but when we got, so we, we got in the parking lot, and then we were getting out of the car, and, and we were trying to communicate something to each other that didn't go over very rightly. Yeah, and um, so I'm, I'm going about to tell you that yesterday, Karina and I got into a little tiff, all right? We did, right there in the parking lot of the blessing dinner. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so, but, and we don't do that very often, so when we do, it feels, it feels bigger than it actually is, too. Uh, but it was, it was getting a little bit, it was getting heated. And we decided, whatever, let's just go inside. And so we went inside, and she's like, just, just lead the way to the table. So I was like, fine. And um, <laughs> huge banquet room, and I'm like, let's go. And I'm walking and walking and walking, because my intention is to get to the far, furthest table you can get to with hopes that nobody will come sit at our table. <laughs> you want me to keep going? So this <laughs> is... Uh, so we did. We, we were sitting way over there. So we continued our parking lot discussion, and it got, it got, it went like this, you know, not hallelujah up, but up. <laughs> the temperature went up, and it wasn't feeling good. It, 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 it rapidly went to that place where both of us were thinking, they're not getting me. I, I, my, our heart's pounding, and, um, you know, it's just, we thought, where is this going to go? And both of us were thinking thoughts like, what do we do now? We, we can't sit and talk to anyone. Should we get in the car and just go have a four-hour awkward drive home? Um, what should we do? So we sat in silence for a while until finally we, I was like, i got to go to the bathroom. Um, and I really did. But I also wanted to go think and just, 
you know, Jesus, you know. So I went to the bathroom. Um, I'm, I'm rushing in because I'm mad. And, um, and some guy turns around from washing his hands and he runs right into me, you know. And he's doing the whole, I mean, it's like the whole, uh, you know, like you, you both try to go that way and then you both, and we're, you know, we're bumping chest. And finally he looks up, he grabs my arms, he goes, you want to dance? And I look at him and I go, great, it's Chris Valentin. That's, that's, that's nice. How nice. I hope he didn't see all of this. So I just went, <laughs> um, and then, uh, well, and then, and then I, and then for a few minutes, I thought I'm going to go outside for just a few minutes and try to collect and talk to Jesus and just get to a place where I can go back in there and we could be fine. Um, and let me just say this before I tell you this one last thing. Uh, occasionally, if we've had any things, one of us will try to put out some humor to try to break the ice. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe this will work to help us to communicate again. So I got this text from her um, that I thought, oh, okay, she's, she's trying. Um, and the text said, I moved tables. Oh, I moved tables um, because Bill Johnson wants us to sit with him. Um, so. <laughs> okay. So, yes, we're going to be super vulnerable. Um, I'm sitting at the table by myself, and I'm looking at my phone, but I'm not even actually looking at anything. I'm pretending that I'm looking at something <laughs> because I don't know what to do. I'm by myself, and I don't want anyone to come sit with us, to be honest. Uh, I was just in a funky place. We were really just tired, and it wasn't really anything deep. It was really just a misunderstanding. So um, I see Bill Johnson start walking towards me, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to... Don't, you don't have to talk to me, but he's, he says, um, why are you by yourself? And um, I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for my husband. And I think, in, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you can go now, because surely you have uh, 700, eight, you know, <laughs> how many other people, important people that you need to go talk to and other leaders? Um, and he... he Bill Johnson is the senior leader of Bethel Ministry. You know. Yeah, so... So he, he, he won't let it go. He keeps rubbing my back and looking at me in my eyes with a, such a fatherly stare. And um, he says, why are you by yourself? I, I, I will not let anyone here sit by themselves. So he said, you're, you're going to eat dinner with me. And I said, oh, my husband's coming. It's okay. You know, everything, that kind of thing that rises up that you don't really know that's there. Like, I'm not qualified to actually sit and have dinner with Bill Johnson, who is super genuine and authentic and real. So I say, okay. So then I text Todd knowing he's not gonna believe me. Because <laughs> we do joke like that. So, um, so he says, you know, come sit right next to me. And even still, I'm like, I'm gonna save that seat for Todd. And he said, no, sit right next to me. And I still didn't. I said, I don't want Todd to sit there. So um, he, he just keeps kind of joking like, where's your husband? Are you sure? And I said, I promise, Bill, I really do have a husband. I promise. Uh, he said, was he raptured? And I said, oh. <laughs> and then I told I don't know, maybe he fell in the toilet. I don't know. I don't know if he's coming. Because I'm not sure if I actually want to tell him we just had a fight. Um, anyway, he comes, Todd comes, and it, it really just did something to both of us, I think. It was such a good dinner, and, you know, we talked about just life and things, but also Todd got to share some of his heart, and Bill totally affirmed him as a father and loved on him, and it, it was really, really good, um, and then I said, Bill, I'm just going to tell you something. <laughs> he and I just got in a fight, and that's when you came over, and he, he's very discerning and very, um, very sensitive, and I said, thank you for seeing me. Thank you for, um, for seeing uh, seeing the one and taking care of the one, and it really, really healed something in my heart. Um, also, just that God is so in our mess. Uh, uh, he wants to get right in there. Whenever I have a dream about Bill Johnson, it usually represents the Father. So I, I just want to tell you guys that the Father is so in, right in your mess, and we don't have to hide that part from him. And um, I... I'll let you say one more thing, and I want to pray over them. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't believe her text. I'm coming back in. I see that she's not at the table that we were at, and I thought, oh, man, she did move with people. But I, I still didn't, you know. But then I, when I got closer and the table gets up with, with her to get food, I saw him, and I, most people would be like, wow, we're going to sit with Bill John. But I, uh, me, I was like, oh, no, now? No, he's going to see. He's going to, no, why today? Why now? Because I was still in a funky place too, and um, but but here's what happened when I went over um, to the food line. I, I did say to her like, "What is happening?" And um, <laughs> uh, but um, I just I did a quick thing with the Lord. I'm like, "You got to help me. You, you got to help me. I need to force this out. I need your help. I can't do it." And I started to relax. I mean, Holy Spirit just was like. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm not going to humiliate you in front of Bill Johnson. But I, I, felt, the, I felt a mischievousness kind of of, of God, really. Of, and that's the way he does with me sometimes, uh, saying, yeah, I'm right in here with you. And I wanted to tell you these two quick little things about it, too. While I'm talking to Bill, um, somebody, in our, uh, somebody that we know comes up to our table and says, hey, I was at this cool new coffee shop, same one we went to, and I felt led to buy you guys this bag of coffee. Yeah, the same, you know, while we're sitting there, and, and this is cool too. <laughs> um, so yeah, at one point, um, at one point, we get to talking about where I used to live and stuff, and, um, and I just mentioned a, a ministry that I used to work for that's a huge ministry, um, very well known, and... Um, and I mentioned, so before I, before I talk about that ministry, Bill, Bill Johnson, he, he looks at his phone real quick. He goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Somebody's texting pictures to me, you know. I said, oh, no, <laughs> it's your Bill Johnson, you know. So, um, so somebody was texting him. He puts his phone down. So I get to talking about how I worked for this ministry. And I said, you know, like you, getting so much flack from people. I said, this, this guy did too. And... Um, and people don't know, you know, like I, my own family members, some of them wanted me to not work for this guy because he's all about, he talks about money a lot. And, um, and, and I said, but people have no idea what my job was. Like every single day, a semi truck would come empty and we'd fill it with free Bibles and teaching materials and stuff for prisoners, schools every single day, you know, and, uh, and not to mention so many other things. And I said, you know, it's, it's, the body of Christ, I just wish we would wake up. He said, you know what? The guy that was texting me just now is the guy you're talking about. Whoa. Yeah. He said he was texting me pictures of a plane because I'm, I'm thinking about getting one. <laughs> and, um, and I know this guy loves planes too. And uh, so God is just all over. He is in our mess with us. A lot of the times he lets us push him out of the mess. Sometimes he just says, I'm here in your mess, see? like yesterday and you just have to face it you know and yeah <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> um, I don't know if some of you've been feeling this way uh, I just we're going after some things that we know God's put in our heart and I've been feeling super anxious and just a little discouraged and worried about the future and I feel like maybe some of you too have God's been giving you something, and you know it's there, but there's still some of that that stuff. And um, and just like, I, I'm not saying ignore the pain, but I feel like there's maybe some little offenses and just little things that we've been focusing on. Um, talking about our little fight, it really was not something deep-seated. It was, we were tired, and maybe you've been tired, and so there's just been little feelings inside that I feel like it's time, God's saying, it's time to let some of those things go. Um, I'm not talking about deep pain, things you need to actually look at, but there's sometimes things, other things get muddled in there too. And he really just wants to break in and in power and in love and in his mercy. So uh, can you guys just stand up real quick and then let me pray for you and then I'm going to give this mic back to Brent. All right. 
Jesus, thank you. I want to pray Ephesians 3, 16 of you. This is the Passion Translation. I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Your explosive power. God, I pray for each person in here, Jesus, that you would break in like you did for us, that you would break in with the kisses, with your power, with explosive power in their dreams and the things they're going after, God. Would you come with your supernatural breaking power? Thank you, Father. We know that there's things in the natural that we can do, steps we can take, but I feel like you want to come and you want to just begin to breathe fresh life over each person and what they're pursuing. In Jesus' name, I bless you with that. Amen. All right. That was fun. I didn't even hear all those stories um, till now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, call up rest and season together. I know you don't necessarily, you don't have a tag team story, but, but so that people could see you together. And then after we do this, we're still going to pray over your team, okay? So, um, so rest and Susan, pastors, rest and Susan. Aww. Okay, since I have the mic, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Carbonis, Tim and Julie. Woo! We love you guys. They, they came all the way from basically Felton here. Yeah. So they've been wanting to come for a long time. I'm so glad you were able to come tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, and I'm not sure how much time we have, but <laughs> Brent's going, oh. Um, so the, the theme of the conference was cult, kingdom culture. About how, and really, really it's been, they've experienced uh, about 20 years of of really ex- kind of experimenting and trying things out um, to be biblically based, but and to also create something that would be ongoing, that um, that brings heaven to earth. And it's very it's really inspiring. People they're very they're very um, they really want people to get it for themselves and for their own churches. And um, and Dan Farrelly just wrote a book called Kingdom Culture. And it's really, it's really a workbook. It's really a journal. It's, it's to go through um, kind of the core values. And, but they also cover, like, what, not just what is the core value, but what it doesn't mean also. Because sometimes we can take something and take it to a far extreme and, and lose, our, lose our perspective. And I started looking through it. It was really good. But they actually had someone share about, about Kingdom Culture, a, a woman named Libby, Libby Gordon. And, and she had an, an interesting accent. I couldn't quite figure out where she was. I know, eventually I figured that out, but I was going, where is she from? Where is she from? And she shared that, that she wasn't, she didn't, they didn't come, to, she came with her husband. They didn't come to Bethel because of the signs and wonders and miracles because they were seeing amazing signs and wonders and miracles where they were. But they were looking for something that would be able to sustain that and something that was going to minister to the heart as well. How many... How many have experienced where you know, amazing things are happening around you, but your heart has still got some major issues in it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she talked about three things that are important for, um, for, for, for transmitting kingdom culture, this culture of the kingdom. And one, one is it needs to be taught. It also needs to be modeled. You need people who are actually modeling it for you. Like Paul, the Apostle Paul said, you know, follow Christ, follow me as I follow Christ. Uh, and also, so you need leaders who are modeling things like authenticity and vulnerability. We just got some great examples of that. <laughs> and it needs to be activated. What that means is you need, you need to be able to go out and do the stuff yourself. And with people who believe in you and are cheering you on and are also saying, if you, if you fall on your face, it's okay, we're with you and for you. Those are really... Those who really struck me, all of them did. And, and Libby really moved me. She's a very, very bright woman, amazing. Uh, and she said one of the things that really transformed her was Bill Johnson would come up and he'd, he'd cup her face in his hands and, and, tell, and, and tell her that he believed in her and he was proud of her and um, that, he, that, that she, she was a spiritual daughter. And um, 
We have people here that are doing that, and I hope you all start doing that. <laughs> Not necessarily see the couple, cupping people's faces in, in your hands. You have to ask permission for that, but, but that... <laughs> <laughs> Especially maybe not with Todd. <laughs> um, but you know that's that's so that's part of how it, it works. It's giving each giving freedom, permission, uh, permission to try things out, and go for it, and fall on your face. And and, and actually at Bethel, uh, they have a rule: you have to fail three times before they're going to let you graduate. In other words, they want you to go so far out on the edge that it doesn't all work out great. But you, but you, so you're, you're encouraged to take risks. That's really what that is, is encouraged to take risks, appropriate risks, obviously. Other thing I wanted to share, this is not a book report. <laughs> anyway, that is a great book, though. Uh, Chris Gore just came out with a book. It's called The Perfect Gift, Seeing the Child, Not the Condition. Uh, uh, Chris Gore oversees the, um, the, healing, the healing center at Bethel, the healing rooms. And he also travels around the world um, speaking and ministering. And it turns out we met him back when we went to an, um, a trip to New Jersey before he and his wife ever came out to the U.S. So New Zealand, excuse me. Did I say New Jersey? <laughs> There's a big difference between New Jersey <laughs> and New Zealand. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Um, <clears throat> and I, I just wanted to read just a little bit of this. This is about... Um, uh, this is, there's different stories and testimonies of, of, of children. And this one's about a kid who's got several different issues, um, including autism and attention. And actually, physically, he wasn't growing very much. And, um, and this, the boy's name is Brendan. So I started preparing Bren Brendan because Chris was coming uh, for two or three weeks before Chris arrived. On May 25th, we were driving to the meeting, and I said to Brendan, wouldn't it be cool if you prayed and your autism was gone? And he said to me, Mom, one of the things I really like about being autistic is that I'm creative. I don't want to stop being creative. He was afraid that he, if he were healed, that he would lose that part of his identity. I responded, creativity is a gift from God. Once he gives you a gift, he'll never take it back. You can be healed from autism without losing your creativity. And he replied, awesome. I want that guy to pray for me. <laughs> it was after the service, about 11 p.m., when Brendan received prayer. It was so late that I told Brendan just to go up and touch his shirt to be healed. However, Brendan held fast in faith and tenacity. He said, Mama, no, I want him to pray for me. He walked up to Chris and felt terrible because, I, pardon me, I walked up to Chris and felt terrible because it was late and didn't want to bother him. When Brendan asked Chris to pray for him and, and why, I just knew my child's faith had shaken the heavens. Without skipping a beat, Chris smiled, and, and it's like something turned on inside of him. He didn't tarry a long time in prayer. He just quickly prayed, and then what he did next touched us so much, he asked Brendan to pray for him for more creativity. Wow. Yeah, and... and you can, you can get the book and read the rest of the story, but he, he does get radically healed. And not only that, he starts growing. He was like several inches below his young, uh, smaller than his younger brother, but he starts growing as well. So thank you, Jesus. Um, I guess I just want to add one, one little piece is um, sort of kind of what Karina alluded to and also about Libby, I think we were all very struck by Libby, that she came to Bethel with a lot of wounding and hurt and rejection. And the process that she underwent to become this amazing dynamic leader was becoming a daughter. And the process of becoming a daughter is knowing that you belong. It's, it involves dealing with your rejection issues. Sometimes it's hard to actually accept that we belong. Sometimes it's hard to believe um, somebody could actually want to be with us. And I think that's, that's something we all have to process and deal with. If we, we want to walk in our true anointing and calling, we have got to deal with our rejection issues. We have to come to the place of saying, God loves me. God believes in me. My leaders love me. They believe in me. 
And if I make a mistake, it's okay, because I'm going to learn, I'm going to pick myself up, and there's going to be some help. And that's one thing that really marks Bethel, is they are so comfortable with messing up and believing that's not the end of the story, and they don't quit when that happens. So I just want to just encourage all of you to know that you're a son and you're a daughter, and it is worth processing every bit of your pain to get to the place that you know that you know that you know you belong, and nobody can take that away. And before I have these two sit down, I wanted to find out uh, if, if is there anyone here that's going to the NLE next week in the New Living Expo? Okay. Um, why don't you come on up? Just, yeah, come on up. If you're going to the New Living Expo, um, if you don't know what that is, do you want to do it or do you want me to do it, Susan? You want to do it? Sure. We have now been going to the New Living Expo, which is a new age festival in San Francisco, now San Mateo, for this will be the 13th year. And we go to minister the love of God. That's it. It's that simple. And um, people love it. We have repeat customers every single year. We usually minister to something over 150 people, something like that. People are hungry to know love. There are a lot of weirdos, spiritualities out there. There's a lot of power and, and spiritual experiences. But what we we have there is, is a way to love people, and they know it. Last year, I saw somebody get baptized. They wanted to rededicate their life to Christ. So why they were at that place, I don't know. But, we, um, but they know it. They taste, when they taste the really th real thing, they know it. So, yeah. So if any of you want to be praying for us, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Please do. We would uh, welcome your prayers. Yeah, th this, this coming weekend, yes. So, right, they will not be here next weekend. Um, so I've asked Tan Karina and Suzanne, we're just going to lay hands on you as the elders and, and uh, pray. Would you extend your hands and just agree with us? So, Father, we agree, wow, that your spirit is going to be poured out in rich measure through each one of these. Jesus, your love, your transferable, genuine, real love coming through their eyes coming through their voices. Jesus, each one here, protect their minds that they hear and perceive what you hear and perceive. Father, as they look into the eyes of the people that are coming into the tent, that they would see what you see. They will see the treasures. They will look right into the eyes and see the treasures. Whoa. We just release the anointing of the Lord Jesus, the power, the love of the Lord Jesus over you. And Father, we thank you. Whoa, we thank you, we thank you that we're going to hear stories back again, just like we always do, Father, of the ones that are deeply touched, of the ones that come in and they find Jesus. They come in and they feel Jesus. They feel you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I just want to speak to all of you who are up here to say that you are God's choice. He chose you from the foundation, before the foundation of the earth, to be his. He also chose you to represent him. He trusts you. He trusts you. He trusts you. He trusts you. Get that into your... That's, that's crazy, but he does. He trusts you. He says, I trust you to be my ambassador. I trust you to love well, and I will be in you to do it. Wow, so I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So you guys can have a seat, and I wanted you to see them also so that you could be praying for them. I just want to share a fun thing. Um, Friday I asked, I, I remember Brent saying, why not ask the Holy Spirit to order your day? So I prayed that, and the whole day was amazing. It just, things just flowed. Um, I even had the courage to ask Chris Gore whether we could sit with him at dinner, you know, and, and he said yes. So we got to do that. And while we were sitting there at dinner, Suzanne comes by and says hi with several other people, and she just, she just was so loving and excited about each of us and came around and gave us hugs, and she passed, she was kind of, you know, respectful of Chris. He said, can't I get a hug too? <laughs> 
And of course, Susie, yes, Suzanne, I'm telling you. And, and she did, she gave him a big hug and just blessed him. So anyway, you're such, you're such a wonderful mom, Suzanne. As you were sharing that rest, the word came to me, she's effervescent. And here is my effervescent wife, Suzanne Locker, Pastor Suzanne. You guys are so and her sweet. Husband. And me and him, this amazing man of God over there. Um, yeah. Uh, I am still a little scattered because there was, it was um, drinking from a fire hydrant yet again um, up there. And um, one of the things that I, I do love about going up there, sometimes, yeah, it is, it can be challenging to, um, to get up there. And, you know, prepping to just even get out the door can be hard. But, but then I get up there, and I really needed... Um, and I was just reminded why I need my peeps. You know, I just, I, I got up there and uh, Brent and I started the week off with a meeting of some other regional leaders that we met over, you know, on the internet, you know. So we're looking at everybody on a screen, but this time we got to meet several of them, of them in person and hug on them and just, you know, um, share um, share stories or just you know just life, and um, and that was very life giving for me when you are in a body, when you are with others, and and then later the the week in the week there there's over a thousand pastors and ministry leaders that are that attend this conference, and you just sit there and you're like, okay, is this like the kingdom? You know, where everybody's hearts are just so focused on the Lord, and you're just, and you, and you don't have to worry about anything else. You know, you don't have to worry about who's sitting next to you, because there is already, you can feel in the Spirit, um, Holy Spirit, just touching on everybody. And yeah, we may all be going through stuff, but at the same time, that there's that unity that you get. It's like I get here. You know, that, and that's why I, I really believe the Lord really wants us to come together in community. We can't, we can't be isolated. This is not a time to isolate. This is not a time to, to be by yourself because he's going to notice you anyway, just like Todd and Karina said. God is going to notice you anyway. Um, but in the times that we're going into, it we need each other. We need the strength that you carry. We need to know who we're linking arms with. And, um, and so I just, I was, uh, even though I'm very tired, I am buoyed by the, um, just the spirit that was in that room. And we met a lot of amazing people, and we do meet a lot of people from around the world, and it's just fun, fun to touch base with them. Unfortunately, I can't remember everybody's name, but when I get on that side of heaven, I'll be able to. So, one of the things, um, and this this is like a, this is like just touch points right now. This is not a complete sermon or thought by any means because there was so much to think through and to um, assimilate. But um, uh, so a lot of us, you guys, were, we were talking about, like Susan was talking about, that um, we've all been on a journey, some of, some of you a little bit longer than others, as we've uh, journeyed together here at Blazing Fire. And it's been a journey into your own heart and, um, and just getting, knowing who you are, your identity in Christ. And there's this, um, this place that we're going to as Holy Spirit, as we've been allowing Holy Spirit to work on us, to not work on us, work in us, work through us, um, because we allow him to, because we give him permission. As, uh, as they all go deep, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as they all go deep 
you guys are getting stronger. You have to acknowledge that. You have to acknowledge that, that you're, you are working through your stuff. You're working through pain and some things in your heart, but you are getting stronger. You are healing. And we are going to a place of strength and more strength. We're going from glory to glory. And, um, and I hope you can feel that, you can sense that in this time that we're going in. Bill um, had a message from the Sunday before we got there, and it was talking about, um, about navigating increase, revival, and harvest from a place of abundance and blessing. And that takes a courageous heart. It takes a strong heart. It takes your healed heart to go there. That we are, it's no longer, um, we, we, we aren't, it's, like I said, it's not a, a complete thought yet, but I, we are going to a place where we will see ourselves stronger where we will move in our anointings and giftings. It's like I talked about when Brent and I, um, in January of last year, um, not last year, just last past January, we saw a movie about, and it was about stepping into your moment, stepping into that moment with the Lord. And I believe some of you already are stepping into your moments and then some of you still are going to get there. But you're going to get there from this place of healed, of healed, of, of health, of strength, of courage. That mercy, goodness, and his compassion are going to flow from you so easily. And you are going to step into whatever situation he has you to step into easily naturally, because you are going to be the authentic you, right? It's just going to, it's going to be like, okay, yeah, the first time is you learn how to ride a bike or whatever, and then after a while, Brent and I went to UC Davis, I, you could ride, we could ride our bikes with our hands in our pockets, you know, and then just pedaling in the rain, you know, after a while, it just, you know, it just, becomes a part of you and you just do it and you will surprise yourself and you will see how the kingdom grows you will see the god there's uh, Russ touched on kingdom culture and that's another sermon another message another uh uh message we'll explore together on um, and what we've been doing here. If you guys ever wondered, what have I been doing here for the last 10 years, you know, or 17 years? It's like, you know what? I think I'm getting it. I think it's coming together. Oh my gosh. And it's awesome and it's beautiful and it's, it's invigorating and it makes you want to roar. It really does, because there's something rising up in the strength, the strength that's in this room already. For those of you listening on podcast, it's happening for you too. We're going somewhere, you guys. And in the times that we're going in, it was wild. Brent and I kept getting all these words that like, um, uh, stand, stand against this tsunami, that's coming. And I'm, I'm looking at our friend. I'm like, Wendell, what do you mean? How do you stand against a tsunami? And he goes, you face the wind. I'm like, what the heck? What does that look like? And then, and then you just find yourself positioning like this and standing and getting ready to stand for whatever it is. So, um, so yeah, there's lots that, that's going to unfold in the next few weeks. Um, but I just want you to know that you are healing as you've sat in here because we value the presence of the Lord. I mean, Todd, there was one musical interlude tonight that I just, I just, it unlocked my spirit because I was kind of, I kind of came in and I was kind of grumpy and grouchy. Thank you, 
Yeah. <laughs> but I sat down and you, there was this interlude on the piano and I'm like, yes. And I just, I was able to break through and get away from that and be able to receive and to sit in the Lord's presence. But his presence is here. His love is tangible. It's visible and it's tangible. And you are sharing it by whoever you're sitting next to, by whoever you hug or pray for. It is tangible. Okay, was that a complete thought? Okay, I think it was done. Oh, no, it's good. We're good. This is great. Yeah, I'm going to just wrap it up right here. And um, that's just going to stay just a minute. Let's do that again. Comic relief. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. <sighs> Kingdom culture. Um, we have, Blazing Fire, we've been experiencing and encountering the Lord's presence for 17 straight years. It has not stopped. There have been, I, there's no question, there's been ebbs and flows of different things that the Lord was doing. Um, and I, but I've learned, I've learned more and more why that is. And, and Bethel was explaining when we were up there, it is because of the, of the apostolic and the prophetic foundations. Um, churches um, that, that don't give room for that, I, I mean, this is a whole teaching and we don't have time for it tonight. I'll do it another, another night. But when there's only pastoral, which is pastoral is very needed. It's one of the fivefold. You have to have it. You have to take care of people. But when that's the emphasis, um, things start to wane because, because it just starts to drag. You've got to have the apostolic and the prophetic are the, are the giftings that Jesus gave from heaven. It says in Ephesians 4, for us to get heaven's perspective over and over again, keep someone that keeps us looking at, at the world, at life, the way God does, and to keep us remembering, oh, yeah, this is what I'm alive for. This is that thing that starts to rise up in you. And, um, and you mentioned earlier about Libby. Well, we, we've got, honestly, a room full of Libbies here. And, and in fact, our, I'm so glad that our elders were the ones that shared. I'm, I'm not going to share tonight. They, they um, em, embody what it is that the culture has done for them over the years. They, they, I, you know, they'll tell their own story, so I'm not telling on them. But they, but both couples came pretty darn broken into our culture, just as some of you have come very broken. It's okay, it's okay that you come broken. It's not okay that you stay there. Be, only because, not because I'm mad at you if you don't. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, but God has got so much more for you. So this is a, this is an environment where you get to get healed. And you get to grow up into who you are, your identity in Christ. And you get to be the, the light of Christ. You get to be the real you. And so, um, you know, these two couples both came, I don't know, 12 to 15 years ago. I don't know numbers anymore. A long time ago, pretty broken. And now look at them. And I, I could say that about oh, so many of you. Misha at the end there, who's, you know, who's um, is going to be married very soon. To uh, her handsome beau, now fiance Brett, and um, the, but Misha came, you know, as a teen, very broken. She, I'm not going to tell her story, but because she's told her story too. But just a life happened, and some hard things at home. And now look at her. She's she's not only this last year and the years have done so much with our youth group, with our children, with admin, with Suzanne, like tr making things brilliant for us. And now she and Brett get to go and, and help plant a church in Indiana. I mean, this is exciting stuff. But this is what happens in an apostolic community. When it's apostolic, it means people, people get raised up, start figuring out who they are, and then they start soaring. And that could be here or God could take them elsewhere, you know. And we just see that over and over and over again. I could tell you so many people who have been here who now have amazing ministries in different parts of the world. So this is the culture we're in. Um, I'm going to show you one scripture, and then that way we make the whole meeting legal. Okay? This is... I know. Do you know the guy on the right? He totally loves you, by the way. Yeah. 
Like he's crazy about you. This is all for another time. But this is the one verse I'm going to just share with you. Ephesians 2.20. You all, he's talking to you. This is Paul talking to all of you, are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple. And, a st- and the stones they did, they weren't bricks. Everyone wasn't the same. You had to fit the right stone in the right place. Guess what? We're all being built up. It says, your lives are being built up together, always together, upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head, cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. This is what's happening. So what, what does that mean to lay the foundations? It that means God sends certain ones who Jesus gave certain gifts for the body. That's the other scripture we didn't go into tonight. I'll do it another time. Ephesians 4, if you're curious, just read all of Ephesians 4. If you're like, what's Brent talking about? Um, just read it because it's Jesus. I, this is all about Jesus. It's his idea. Ever since he died for us, rose to life for us, he said, I'm giving gifts to the church. I'm giving pastors and teachers and apostles and prophets and, and evangelists because I, want, because I want all of them to come together. I want everybody to know who I am. I am making all wrong things right. This is the season that we're in. And so, and so the apostles and prophets, they're laying down truths, sometimes very basic truths, the love of the Father, the the gospel of Jesus, that you are forgiven, you are set free, you are wanted. And upon these, we can start laying other stones, and you all become living stones. And together, Jesus is making us something beautiful. Uh, There's so much more I want to share, but, but honestly, it was just lived out tonight. You know, all of it was lived out tonight. We just, we experienced God together. You heard from different leaders who have been impacted. If you're here, there's a reason you're here. You're here, um, you're here because you're hungry for God and you will encounter him here, but you're here for so much more than that. You're here to be transformed into the, into the real you that is that, that roaring lion, that amazing lion, and you're alive for such a time as this. And I'm telling you, I'm feeling things I've never felt before, like rising up in me healing. We all want to see healing. I am like, uh, I've seen amazing miracles, but a lot of them happened too many years ago. I'm so ready for a fresh move of massive miracles. And I, and I, and I know what it's happening in me because actually I start thinking about certain people who have been in conditions for way too long. And I'm starting to sob in my closet with Jesus because it is time for them to be set free. And Jesus always ministered in compassion, always. So once we make it about us, am I doing it right? Am I, you know, mm-mm. it's about his heart for people. When we get his heart for people, the kingdom breaks forth. Let's have our prayer teams up here. Hey, where are you? Prayer teams, get up here. You thought you were off the hook. Not even. Get up here. You are off the hook in a good way. You guys know that, right? Some of you older ones. Never mind. You're off the hook. But see, that's already super old, too. So that's how you know I'm old. All right. So, um, oh, and, and while we were talking about Misha and Brett and how excited we are for them, I do want to say this, too. Something else that's been stirring up in me is that our children, I have been praying, and I ask you to pray with me fervently, that God sends children that, wow, that he, because the children... Uh, are our, our, our future. I know that's a, that's, you know, that it, it's true. It's like, it's, it's one of those models we hear all the time. So we don't think about it, but, but the children are our future. We're going to have a place where they are going to come alive. They're going to know Jesus. They're going to know who they are in their identity. So I am just saying, join with me and saying, father, we are asking for, for more children to come. We're asking that you give us the ability to mold their hearts, to see you, to know you, to know who they are as warriors, as world changers, as lovers of Jesus. So God, thank you that this is what's coming and that you're going to send us all those who have a heart to lead these children as well. That's gonna, it's going to happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you have any words of knowledge? Holy Spirit, do you have anything to release? 
loneliness. If you've been dealing with discouragement, loneliness, and feeling like, not feeling, but seeing yourself isolating yourself, um, that needs to be broken because we're family. Aria, did you want to add to that? <laughs> All right. Okay. Giving everyone a chance. So I don't, I don't know that this uh, exactly qualifies as a word of knowledge, but um, I was really, uh, as I was listening to Russ, uh, um, my formal special ed person inside of me just really was touched, and um, I have a heart for, for just seeing uh, healing happen for for kids and families. So if if uh, you or someone in your family is dealing with uh, some kind of special needs, I'd love to pray with you. I was feeling like some some digestive issues. Um, I think bloating, pain stuff like that, burping, you know, just a lot of ongoing digestive stuff. Uh, during worship, I felt like um, I was seeing that more and more people were beginning to sing, and I was hearing more and more voice, voices. I think the angels were joining in, but um, I just was hearing that the Lord is waking up the body of Christ. He's waking up the body of Christ. So I just feel like if there's anybody that wants to be woken up, I would love to pray for you. No? Okay. I was, quick story, and then, then we're just going to end it, and you can come up this way if you want prayer. I was in um, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods in Livermore a week or two ago, and went up we were looking for uh, something, and um, there was nobody there to help us at a counter, so I went back to somebody who was working, and I just, I just said, we need help. He was, it turns out he was deaf. He made me write down on a scratch pad. I'm like, oh, he's deaf. I'm like, I was like, so excited. I mean, like, I wanted to pray for him right then, and I said, so I just said, we need help. He sent us over. We got help, but something was stirring in me, and I went back, and I said, and I said can I pray for you? I said, well, I've seen deaf people receive their their hearing and and uh, he says ah you know i'm at work i can't and i i because actually he said thank you sure but he thought it meant i was going to pray for him he didn't understand i wanted to pray with him he said i i, I started to reach forward he's like oh I, he's, he writes down i'm at work i can't so I, i'm just telling you i'm still going to go back like i'm going to go back but what i'm trying to tell you is it's that thing inside of me i got to tell you it's been a long long time Sometimes we get intimidated, and especially when we've prayed for people and haven't, or been prayed for, haven't seen the healing we want. We get intimidated. We get, there's a lot of reasons why we just stop praying for people. But that thing inside of me that got really excited and, and wanted to reach out and pray for him right then, that's the Lord. That's Holy Spirit. That was not me. It's not us working it up. I'm just telling you the signs are coming. That, and I'm praying that inside of you, the hunger as you go to want to see people healed and just to step out and go for it. But Holy Spirit, do it. Holy Spirit, do it. Holy Spirit, do it, do it, do it. Put that in us. So if you need prayer for healing, um, oh, yes, sir. Oh, My name's Adam. Adam. Um, that's my mom and dad right there. Awesome. Billy and Ashley. Um, I just... It's, it's really been sitting in, in, in me, and it, um, it's like speeding up my heart rate because it's something that the Lord wants me to share. Um, we were talking about an aroma earlier, right? Um, well, do you remember when Noah, he took all of uh, the animals, right? He was in the ark, and then when he got off, the first thing he did was have like a barbecue, right? Um, we, 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 um, we, he gave a sacrifice, right? Well, um, the Lord smelled it. The Lord smelled it, right? And it was very pleasing to the Lord. Well, the Bible all the time talks about um, how we are the fragrance, um, you know, the church and the body. Well, we are, are the fragrance, right? And we are the aroma, right? Well, it also talks about how the Holy Spirit is a consuming fire, right? So when we get the Holy Spirit within us, um, which is a consuming fire, it kind of starts to burn our flesh off, right? Because we're supposed to walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. And that's kind of a hard thing to do. But when you get the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit kind of starts to singe the fleshly nature of our minds off. And then we become that aroma to God. As, as We all smelled really good right now, right? When we were worshiping. So I just wanted to say that, you know what I mean? Awesome. All right. Thank you for, yeah. Thanks for the courage. So, Father, we just bless, we blessed your son. And, and God, thank you for the passion in his heart. Thank you for the obedience in his heart, Father, 
to want to follow you, to want to, even now, just want to stand up and say what you have to say. So we bless him. We bless his journey. We just say, God, take him to good, good, good places beyond his wildest dreams. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. So, so we're going to, I'm going to bless you. And parents, is, we're overdue to pick up kids. So I bless you. I bless you. In Jesus' name, Jesus, thank you for, for these world changers that are sitting right here. Thank you that we're alive at such a time as this. Thank you for filling us with your spirit. In fact, as I keep saying thank you, fill our hearts with thankfulness. God, any places where we're feeling discouraged, depressed, wanting to quit, fill us up again with thankfulness. We are so blessed. So thank you, Lord, and release, God, now healing in this room. Release, thank you for releasing your healing angels. God, thank you that miracles, signs, and wonders are part of your kingdom. And we bless you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.